Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today a conversation about some of the best movies I think ever made in the great state of Texas, from Bonnie and Clyde to the Coen Brothers Oscar-winning film called No Country for Old Men. And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Kogel. It's October, which is Texas Wine Month, so to pair with great Texas films, we thought we'd walk through some delicious Texas wines, both wines made here in Texas, as well as some wines that just have a good Texas connection. So, Gary, what's up first? So, I'm going to take you back to 1971. It's a great Texas movie. A lot of people think it's the greatest film ever made in Texas. Not sure I can say that. Black and White, directed by Peter Bogdanovich, called The Last Picture Show. So, it's a little town uh, in, in, in West Texas. Uh, it's written by Larry McMurtry, who wrote Lonesome Dove and, and wrote Brokeback Mountain. And it's directed, by, as I said, by Peter Bogdanovich, who was 31 years old at the time, and this put him on the map. It's black and white. It's a small Texas town. Everything is dying. It's They're going to close the movie theater. There's one restaurant. And everybody's trying to get out of the town, but nobody has any energy. And it's about two high school kids, Timothy Bottoms and the young Jeff Bridges. Wow. And, of course, one of them runs off with uh, Sybil Shepard, and the other one runs off with the coach's wife. <laughs> And it's Ben Johnson and Eileen Brennan and Ellen Burstyn and Cloris Leachman. And it was Randy Quaid's in it. It was shot in black and white. It's the music of Hank, Hank Williams. It's one of those desolate early films where film historians latched onto that movie and absolutely went crazy. It became one of the top 100 films or early 100 films in the National uh, Registry of Archives of Films in the United States of America. But it, it was nominated for eight Academy Awards. And it's just one of those moody, weird films that that you you look at all these people and you go well i, I kind of know them i'm so glad i'm not them <laughs> and then the black and white kind of enhances the dreariness of it all of course bogdanovich eventually ran off with sybil shepherd <laughs> so the young ingenue ran off with the director but i'm going to put the last last picture show up there as one of the five i think best movies ever made in the state of texas my goodness yeah, it's wow that, it's that good okay so if you're going to say kind of a, a film that that probably put texas on the film map yes then i'll give you um probably the gentleman who's considered to be the kind of father of sangiovese here in texas and, and sangiovese is a wine that does very well in texas soil and that is Doc McPherson, and yeah. the winery is McPherson Cellars. His son, Kim, um, has is the winemaker for McPherson and kind of um, did a lot of, of, of the winery in honor honoring his father. His father was a professor at, um, at Tech in Lubbock and started Yano Estacado with Bob Reed many years ago. And... It was the first post-prohibition winery uh, in Texas. How do you spell Yano Estacado? L L A L L. Yano Estacado. But and and I really do. I love the wines that that McPherson makes. He makes a beautiful Roussan. A lot of the kind of Rhone varieties um, do really well in Texas, as well as the Sangiovese. Is that because it's hot? It's hot, and and our soils are are. Italian, Spanish, and kind of the Southern French varieties just do really, really well in in Texas soils with Texas heat. Mm. So those mm. are kind of some of the key grapes to look for if you're drinking Texas wine. So a Sangiovese from McPherson, and we've had McPherson we've, many times around the house. Absolutely, and I say this because I'm always kind of surprised when I find a really good Texas wine because there are quite a few now. There are many now, but it did. It took us a long time. It took us a long time to figure out that, you know, you can't grow Pinot Noir in Texas. It's too hot. You can't grow a lot of things in Texas. But you can grow great Spanish, 
great Italian and great Rhone varieties. And we'll talk about a few more in a little bit. But what's the next film? Well, usually when it's 102, it's hard to grow children. Well, uh, <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, 1967. That's the other film that put kind of Texas on the map. I mean, there's, there's, we'll go back to Wings. But Bonnie and Clyde was a huge film directed by Arthur Penn, who did Little Big Man with Dustin Hoffman. And it's Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, the crazy Faye Dunaway. And they are, the, they are the legendary Bonnie and Clyde. Clyde Barrow, Bonnie Parker. It's got Michael J. Pollard. It's got Gene Hackman as Warren Beatty's brother, or Clyde Barrow's brother in it. And he's married to Estelle Parsons, who screams and cries the whole movie, and everybody <laughs> hates her. Uh, Gene Wilder is in this film. Wow. He's one of the, I think he's one of the victims, I don't know, robbery victims in this film. Um, it, it became Great. just a, a huge landmark film, just regarded back really in 67 as one of the avant-garde films that you could show violence and sex in a movie. And because there was a lot of young filmmakers coming out wanting to push that envelope and Bonnie and Clyde with Arthur Penn was one of them. And so all of a sudden it became kind of such a hit and people, and they shot it almost like Keystone Cops. It shot in kind of some weird action. It was shot in and around Dallas. Everybody hung out. Warren Beatty lived here for a while making this film, but it's considered also the bloodiest death scene in the history of cinema. It was up for Academy Awards, or actually Estelle Parsons won Best Supporting Actress for that film. It's another one in the registry of top 100 films. Last Picture Show and then Bonnie and Clyde. I think Bonnie and Clyde might be the best film. I have to think about it, but I think it might be my pick for the best film ever made in the state More of Texas. More so than Last Picture Show. More so than Last Picture Show and even some of the others that we're going to talk about. Huh. I, I like watching other films more, mm-hmm. but I think this is one of the most significant films. Wow. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde, oh. 1967. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so for a film shot in and around Dallas, we'll throw out uh, a wine that's made from a Dallas cu- couple. Um, Brenda and Clay Cockrell. Yeah. They're actually originally from Abilene, but live here in Dallas. They started their Cockrell family wine in Napa in 2005 because they had fallen in love with really great Bordeaux-style Sauvignon Blanc. And so they bought their vineyard up in Calistoga, so the northern part of Napa that is very warm. Uh, so it can grow really juicy, ripe, really beautiful, be- beautiful Sauvignon Blanc, dry-farmed, old vines, um, they brought in Christine Barb, who is a winemaker from Bordeaux, who uh, trained at the University of Bordeaux and and understood kind of what their vision is. Their terroir, uh, Cockerel Sauvignon Blanc, I think is just one of the most beautiful white wines that we've ever had. It's so rich. It's, it's barrel-aged um, on the leaves, which is the yeast. So it has this nice complexity and this lovely texture to it. With really, really great fruit, it's just such a beautiful wine. And I think it's. It, I think it is one of the best Sauvignon Blancs. It's really it is lovely. the opposite of a grapefruit bomb. It's, yes, it's not. <laughs> it has elegance and style. And and it's so subtle and finesse. Is abs- that the word oh, I'm looking yeah. for? Oh yeah, and and just such a kind of delicate touch to it. It's it, they they make several. Um, they make many different wines, but that Terroir Sauvignon Blanc in particular is just one of our favorites. Plus, I like the cockerels. I mean, they're fun and, and they're, they're great they're, they're, people. Yeah. Yeah, they're just and they they love the the passion of winemaking for Brenda. I mean, it, she can talk all day and she can drink her wine all day. Yes, she can. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, it's kind of like when you watch a cook who doesn't eat their food. You want to see a winemaker drink their wine, right? And 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 be so passionate about it. That's the whole story behind all these wines. And and the same thing I think with filmmaking. In order to do this, because it's not easy. So if you really 
if you really want to do this, then you have to be all in. And that's what I think that's what's so exciting about it. Can I tell you a Faye Dunaway story? Yes. I used to interview her a lot. And and she became so difficult. And she started coming into Dallas. I think she was made a film here. And she got so difficult that nobody would work with her. And I'm I'm saying lousy things about, you know, the temperament of an actress that I probably shouldn't say. But some people just get so difficult that you just don't want to work with them or be around them anymore. And she, she in her early days, I mean, Thomas Crown Affair, mm-hmm. Bonnie and Clyde, I mean, she, uh, Network. I mean, she's been in some great stuff, and I just... I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going <laughs> to dig it ne- anymore. I, w- I wish Network was... <laughs> made to Texas. Well, I think I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore, is what people were saying with, who were working for a while with Faye Dunaway. <laughs> and I, I don't know why people get cranky when they get older or whatever, but it just became this kind of weird thing. Now, I've been around Warren Beatty a bunch, and I I love Warren Beatty. Yeah. Warren Beatty had that bad reputation as a bad boy for so long, but... But I, I think Warren Beatty really, you know, when he married Annette Benning, kind of settled down. But he's always been a good filmmaker. Yeah. And he, he had his hands in Bonnie and Clyde. He actually produced that film. And then he, I don't think he took a screenwriting credit, but he worked on it quite a bit. And he worked on it under the table of the great Robert Benton, who wrote Places in the Heart and grew up in Waxahachie. So it's it's a it's a real Texas thing. But I, man, my idea, can we do this soon? Can we watch Bonnie and Clyde and drink? Cockerel. Absolutely. The petite, what is the? The terroir. The petite terroir. No, the, the terroir, they make two, actually, Sauvignon Blancs. The petite Sauvignon Blanc is not um, barrel-aged. The terroir is. So oh, both okay. of them are lovely. The the petite's just a little bit, a um, little fresher, a little bit juicier, probably, whereas the terroir is a little bit more complex and a little bit richer. Both of them are beautiful wines. Uh, when we come back on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, a couple more Texas movies and some more Texas wines, at least either made in Texas or by Texans. We're going to take a look at Tender Mercies with Robert Duvall and, of course, the Coen brothers, No Country for Old Men, when we come back. Welcome back to Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, along with my amazing wine expert and uh, wife and partner, Haley <laughs> Hamilton Kogel. We're talking Texas movies and Texas wines. Uh, and, and you know what? One of the greatest movies I think ever made in Texas is a film called Tender Mercies, which was really back in 19, I want to say 83. It, it seems it seems younger to me rather than older, but it's directed by an Australian, Bruce Beresford, and it stars Robert Duvall, and nobody wanted to make this film. Every director turned it down, and an Australian stepped in and said, Australia reminds me of Texas. I'm coming over <laughs> here, and I'm making this film. And, he, and he, he took it on. Max Sledge is the character that Duvall plays. He's a recovering alcoholic country music singer. He turns his life around. He starts a relationship with Tess Harper, was discovered in that film. Tess Harper lived in Dallas, was a local actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty Buckley's in the film as a country singer. Wilford Brimley, Ellen Barkin is the daughter. And Robert Duvall drove around Texas over 600 miles, they say, and tape recorded all these little country singers in little bars and uh, tried, figured it out and decided, I'm going to sing all my own I'm Robert Duvall, I'm going to sing all my own songs. Wow. And he did. And when he sings, on the wings of a snow white dove, (laughs) it's him. (laughs) And it's the coolest thing in this film. I think Tender Mercies (laughs) is a film about forgiveness. It's a film about hope. And the screenplay is by Horton Foote. Oh, And and Horton Foote won his second Oscar because he wrote the screenplay for To Kill a Mockingbird. And he wrote Tender Mercies. And it won Duvall his first Oscar. 
and nobody wanted to make it. Nobody, uh, even the test market screenings were, I don't want to go see this. It made no money. The studios just threw it out there and then it became a hit on video and became a little bit hit later when it won, a, won, a, won an Academy Award. What Ten, year was it? Uh, 1983. It's the great tender. It's a great film to watch now. If I want to show people what I think Texas looks like in movies, I'll show them Tender Mercies. Huh. Yeah. This is kind of what it looks like around here. Kind of little town Texas. Small town right outside of Dallas. Yeah. Small town, but meaningful and yeah. good things going on. I mean, this is a guy that redeems his life. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw out then one of my favorite wines, wineries, wine couples, Right here from 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 Texas. So Siduri and Novi, Adam and Diana Lee. We love these guys. Um, Adam is originally from Austin. Diana's from Ennis, Texas, so a little town outside Dallas. Um, both of them met here in Dallas at um, the old Nord or um, Neiman Marcus, the Epicurean department, and kind of fell in love and and talked about running off to California to make wine. And that was over 20 years ago. And they started Siduri and Sonoma over 20 years ago, focusing on Pinot Noirs, uh, sourcing fruit. So basically working with different vintners from throughout uh, Northern California, then Southern California, and now up into Willamette to um, to buy fruit for their Pinot Noir, and then Adam and Diana would make it in their in their winery. But some of the best vintners in in California recognized how talented both of these people were, from Gary Pisoni, and and just the 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 wines that they have made are are some of the most luscious and and varietally correct that that I've ever had, and. They're just really, really great people. So it's interesting because a few years after they started Siduri, um, they wanted to start another label that that allowed them to do more than just uh, Pinot Noir. And so they did start Novi. Novi is Diana's um, maiden name, and her family came in to help. And it's kind of funny because I don't know that the family wanted to 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 join them at first, but they saw how successful they were, and so obviously came in. And and joined uh, joined the family and and they're just wonderful and uh, they do love their product a lot and 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 just really really neat guys and and had a really great thing happen last year because Jackson Family Wine came in and and acquired Siduri keeping Adam and, and Diana on to to maintain the kind of relationship as the winemakers I'm just so proud of them I think they they're 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 good people that have done really, really well following their dreams. Another one that I do love, just because I want to, I want to throw it out also, because kind of from a, a small town, um, but the the family's from small town Oklahoma, but um, then started a great winery in Napa Valley, um, and then he came here to Dallas and went to SMU. So a little bit of a Texas connection, but the Vineyard House. Gil Nichols' son, uh, Jeremy Nichols, started the Vineyard House. Gil Nichols was the founder of Farniente and Nickel and Nickel and and left this beautiful property to his son. Sadly, Gil passed away several years ago, but left um, the Vineyard House behind 
where Farniente is to his son making incredible, incredible Cabernet in Napa Valley. So, yeah, that's some tasty juice. Oh, it's so, so good. Oh, also, Adam Siduri, when we first went to Siduri Winery, what are the tanks named after? Every single tank in there in, in the winery is named after a different Dallas Cowboy player. There's so. the Emmett Smith tank. Exactly. There's the so, Troy you know, tank. The, the, the Rosellas is, 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 you know, fermenting inside the, <laughs> the Michael Irvin tank. So. Okay, I'm going to spend about a minute on another great Texas film. No Country for Old Men. It's the Coen Brothers. And I go on and on. We could do two hours on the Coen yeah. Brothers. But this is the film that won them the Oscar for Best Picture. And it's a Western thriller. It's directed, written, edited by Joel and Ethan Coen, based on a Cormac McCarthy novel, who's a great writer. Tommy Lee Jones, the bad guy's Javier Bardem. Josh Brolin's in it. You know, it, it's it's about finding money and find people finding you with the money yeah. and then trying to get out and they just, it, it, it's just, you watch that spiral going down of Josh Brolin throughout that film and, and, and it hurts. It was a, a film premiered at the, at the Cannes Film Festival back in 2007. It won four awards at the Academy Awards. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor for Bardem, Best Adapted Screenplay. It won the British BAFTA Award. It won the Golden Globe. It won the American AFI Institute Movie of the Year. It won every award. And it was on everyone's top 10 list. In fact, it was on more top 10 lists in 2007 than any film. I mean, it was just overall the great masterpiece that we call of the Coen brothers. And I, I love Oh Brother Where Art Thou? And I love some other stuff, but there's something about Javier Bardem with that nasty with that, pneumatic drill. Yes, yes. That takes people out oh, and it scared so the daylights out of us. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to say that if there's a movie I'm going to watch again more than once or twice as a Texas film, I'm going to watch No Country for Old Men. Didn't they do weren't didn't they shoot something else at the same time? There will be blood. No, didn't the Cohen brothers weren't they shooting something else? No, they they were writing because they, uh, they had were to writing have a comedy that one with George Clooney. Men that stare at goats, right? No, there, no, but, but it was a different one. I can't, can't think of the name of it. But they were writing a comedy because they needed during their, something. Yes. during their dinner hour while making this very dark. They film. needed something light, yeah. so they yeah. had to <laughs> they had to have something that they did. That they, was a little bit a little bit lighter. A they little did bit. need something. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple different Texas wines okay. actually made here in. Texas, both um, wineries very focused on making 100% Texas fruit wines in the state of Texas, Pedernales and Dukeman. And Dukeman in particular is one that that I think over the years has just really, really proved themselves to be um, to be incredible, incredible wines. Their focus is is Italian varieties. They're um, the the couple that started Dukeman were Houston-based doctors um, and and really loved Italian varieties. And so their focus has been to, um, to make these really, really beautiful Vermentino and Montepulciano and Dolcetto um, from, from Texas soil. And there's, you know, Texas has had a lot of controversy. There were people that for years had, had shipped juice in and maybe it it might have been processed or it might have been fermented here in Texas, but it wasn't actually grown in Texas soils. And and so there are some of these wineries that are very, very focused on making this real that you know, they are Texas proud yeah. and and making really, really lovely, lovely wines here. So when I see the label it looks like Dutchman. It does look like Dutchman. But it's pronounced Dukeman. Dukeman from, yeah. 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 
The oh, great wines. Yeah, really. And I think the first one we had was many years ago was that Vermentino, which is just crisp and light, beautiful Italian white wine. That's the other surprise. When, I, when you find the good wines from Texas, you go back to them. Yeah. And Dukeman, Dukeman, we probably had more than just about any of them. I think so. And then that Perdinalis is good. Yeah, their Tempranillo is, is lovely from high plains and hill country fruit. Um, lots of chocolate and cherry and and just really well-rounded and balanced, good food wines. Yeah, good filmmakers getting it right, good uh, winemakers getting it right. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break on wine and film, a perfect pairing. When we come back, two more Texas films. Let's look at Richard Linklater. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, he's done some great stuff. And also, the great film made in Houston, the Oscar winner, Terms of Endearment, when we come back. And we're back on Wine and Film, A Perfect Parent. Uh, continuing Texas movies, Texas wines. Richard Linklater is one of my favorite human oh, beings on the planet. Lives in incredible. Austin. He did Slacker, but after Slacker, he did Dazed and Confused. 1993. What's the famous line from that movie? All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. It's Matthew McConaughey who just can't get out of school. He's always going to hang around forever. Ben Affleck's in that film, a very young Ben Affleck's in that film. Cole Hauser, Parker Posey's in that film. Uh, Mila Jovovich is in that film. Joey Lauren Adams became famous in that film. Renee Zellweger, I think, has one line in that film. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's a whole bunch of Texas teenagers, the last day of school back in 1976. It grossed a little bit under $8 million at the box office, but Quentin Tarantino in 2002 listed it as one of the 10 best all-time in his, of his favorite films of all time. And, and, I, and also one of the funniest movies of the last 25 years. I think it's the most accurate film about high school I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Football players, baseball players, summer, drugs— Drinking girls, girls, <laughs> all of it makes total sense, and it's it's another accurate Texas film. He also did Boyhood uh, mm-hmm. last uh, a year or two ago, and mm-hmm. Boyhood almost won the Oscar. We thought it might win the Oscar for Best Picture, and I think a film shot over a twenty year period, and it's just just for what he did. It's so incredible to to have that kind of dedication to to an idea, and then to see it through to mm-hmm. fruition with all the same people. Like, how did he get Ethan Hawke to keep? Coming back. How do you get a crew together? For, yeah. You get a crew together for about two weeks every year and just catch up on it. Yeah. And, and you write it as you go. So great. But that's Linkletter. He can do that. And then the great Bernie. Bernie's the other film. If you want to see what Texas looks like, <laughs> small town, Matthew McConaughey's mom's in it. Yes. And she's just sitting there with a suntan talking to the camera. But, you know, Bernie's that true story of the Shirley MacLaine and, and Jack Black, Black. And he shot her in the back four times. And, Stuffed her in a cooler and went to prison for it. And man, it's just it's and he he sang choir, it's church and sang choir in church and just crazy stuff. So I'm I'm loving Linkletter. And I'm, well, and last was it last year Linkletter did um, kind of the follow up to Dazed and Confused that was just so cute. Everybody wants some. Everybody wants some. It was just which you I know, really like. I loved it. I thought it was just charming. He's kind of like Seinfeld. Sometimes you think his movies aren't about anything, but they're about everything. Uh-huh. They're not really about nothing. They just, they're, they're a slice of life, and very few can, can make movies like that. Usually they're high impact, big car crashes. Link Letters about slice of life and what it really looks and feels and smells like, I think. Well, and you can kind of trust him. It is, it's impressive that he's able to get these kinds of films made, and maybe it's just because he, he, you know what to expect. But the fact that these films are being made, and, and I hope they do well for him. Yeah. 
I think I, that they're so they're so charming. I think Bernie did really well, and I, actually, I think I, I, I think Boyhood did very well. Yeah. Boyhood is probably the biggest hit that he's ever had. By the way, if you heard sirens going around yeah. in the background just a minute ago, <laughs> it's because they know we're talking about wine. Yes, which okay, Linkletter, Austin based, so yep. good um, hill country winery that we love, Fall Creek. Ed and mm-hmm. Susan Aller started Fall Creek over forty years ago. Um, their goal was to make some really, really uh, kind of classic Bordeaux-style wines in Texas. Last year, a couple years ago, they brought in a new winemaker um, from Chile, Sergio Cadra, who had worked previously with Paul Hobbs, which on his recommendation to uh, Ed and Susan, they brought in Sergio. And, and their wines are are really, really well. There's there's one in particular that, that we love um, at Stocks and Bondi that's their Sauvignon Blanc, and it's just light and lovely and refreshing. They, uh, they A nice Chardonnay, some, a really, really beautiful um, GSM, Grenache Syrah Mved blend, great Tempranillo um, from, from hill country, really hill country focused fruit. So that kind of area all around Austin and Fredericksburg. And I like that they're tasting rooms across the street from Salt, Salt Lake, Lake Barbecue. That's right. <sighs> Not a bad thing. They have concerts over there. You can go taste wine and then go to a show. And, and then go get some barbecue. All on a little lonely Austin road. <laughs> That's very, very Texan. <laughs> it is very Texan. Okay, the last film I want to talk about is 1983. And I think you can make a case that this is maybe the best film made in Texas as well for some people. But it's 1983 and it won the Oscar for Best Picture. It's James L. Brooks who did broadcast news, but he wrote and directed Terms of Endearment. And that's a, it's a great film, and it, and it's you know it's Shirley MacLaine and Deborah Winger who didn't get along, Jack Nicholson, little Danny DeVito's in it, Jeff Daniels is great in it, John Lithgow is great in it. it covers thirty years in the relationship between Aurora Greenway, which is played by MacLaine, and her daughter Emma, played by Deborah Winger, who gets sick. And, and I'm not going to I'm not going to reveal everything yeah. about the film, but it's a tragedy, it's a comedy, and there's a guy next door, and that's Jack Nicholson, and he's a NASA pilot. <laughs> He's a space guy, and boy, he just—he's trying to get all up in Aurora's business, isn't he? And, and so good. And she's all saucy about it and saying, "No, no, yes, yes, no, no, yes, yes." <laughs> it was nominated for eleven Academy Awards and it won five, so it was a big year for them. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best uh, Adapted Screenplay. Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson both won Oscars that wow. year. Uh, that's really amazing when the two actors from one film uh, win Academy Awards. And I, I just, there's everything about, in terms of Dermot, it's like an, an epic fam, about an epic film about a family. It's better than Giant. Mm-hmm. Giant to me is a great Texas film for the first half. The second half is like a bad episode of Dynasty. When they all get, <laughs> or Dallas. Or Dallas, when they all have gray hair and they yell at each other. But I'm a big fan, and I, I think James L. Brooks makes great films, and Terms of Endearment is one for me. So shot in and around Houston and in Galveston and, and such. So a couple different uh, wines from from winemakers that or or owners that started in Texas, in Houston in particular, in South Texas in particular. The first one is Stewart Wines, started by Houston businessman Michael Stewart. He bought a vineyard up in Pope Valley, so just um, in northern Napa Valley. And his son James and daughter Christina. James went to UT. Christina went to SMU. Um, 
Christina is now a winemaker. James kind of on the sales side, but both his kids are working with him on Stuart Wines. Their Nomad Bordeaux-style Napa blend is so beautiful. Paul Hobbs is a consultant wow. for them. Really, really beautiful wines. Then another one that we just had an opportunity to kind of see in person, um, we had a chance to stay with them, is Italics that is based in Coombsville in Napa Valley. Um, a South Texas citrus farmer, uh, a gentleman named Mike Martin, um, kind of fell in love with winemaker Steve Reynolds and uh, several different projects that he has. He has Reynolds Family Wine in Napa and uh, kind of wanted to expand some of what he was doing in this Coombsville Vineyard um, initially. And he has been a citrus farmer, several generations of citrus farmers. So he kind of sold one of the citrus farms and bought a vineyard. So those citrus farms in South Texas do pretty well. (laughs) Um, Started Italics, like I said, a couple years ago with Steve Reynolds and Andy Wilcox. Lovely wines. They're they're you know they're big. They're big bold. It's wines. what you think of when you think of like hardy Napa Cab. That's your cabinet lab. You want a big old steak and and a and a good italics. Raise your cabinet. hand if you like italics. Yeah, they're just beautiful wines. I do. Really, really special and and special people. They're really good and they have a good dog. It was the we love a good wine dog. Almost every winery I've ever been to has a dog. But some, some, but I don't know. We're dog. You don't. They don't have wine cat books. No, you don't. You know, they don't have wine armadillo books in Texas. (laughs) There's wine dog books. Well, it's because all those dogs are so cute. So, of all these films we talked about, do you have a favorite film? Do you have a favorite Texas film? Is there a movie in Texas like? Like I've always loved broadcast news, but I, I, I love Waiting for Guffman. I love. I mean, there's so many things I love, but. you know. Well, yeah, there's a little film called Believe Me that I thought was really charming. Also made in Austin. Shot in Austin, uh, written and directed by Will Backey and uh, Michael Allen. Dallas Guys. Dallas Guys. And we worked on that. Yes, you we did. We worked on that film with uh, Alex Russell and, uh, and Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman's got a small part and in Chris it. Chris McDonald. Chris McDonald, who <laughs> we saw on a television show the other day. Uh, on the other night. Oh, he was. Yes, we Is did. he on Ballers? <laughs> yes, he was playing Jerry Jones. He was playing. <laughs> he was playing Jerry Jones. <laughs> kind of against he, the Rock on Ballers. Yes, he was playing the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. That's so whoever you are, hey, he was playing Jerry Jones. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little film called Believe Me, and it's a comedy about faith, but it's not offensive, and it just kind of challenges about who you are, what you believe, without making you feel bad about it. But it's smartened up rather than dumbed down. I I love everything about the little film called Believe Me, and I hope you get a chance to, to see it. So we live in Texas, and uh, we hope you enjoyed our conversation about the state we love so much, the movies uh, made in Texas that we love. Some of the great wines centered around the Lone Star State. We hope you had fun. Yeah. So for more on any of these wines or films that we talked about today, check out our blog on our website. Be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking next, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. And as usually, I am looking for the next great film. And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on... A perfect pairing.